This is going to be a short little thought, and I hope it is quickly encouraging to you as it's been to me in the opening of this particular week of my own life. Lately, I have been slow reading through John, which of course is always deeply rewarding, and I've also been slow reading through 1 John, his first epistle. And the combination of the two, seeing John explain the life of Jesus, like in the way that he saw it, touched it, and experienced it in the first person, and then also the way that he's trying to let these people know how he is love, how he is light in his epistle. The combination has just been so rewarding for me. So really quickly, I want to set you in a scene. This is from John 17. You probably have read it many times, but this is Jesus actually praying to his father, his heavenly father, our father, in the hearing of his friends. This is what John wrote down from his remembrance of the night before the cross and Jesus' prayers. Listen, quote, that they may be one as we are one, I in them and you in me. Do you hear positionally where Jesus has both us and him? Let's start with him. I in them. Jesus, on an actual day of human history, talked to the God of all creation, his father, and asked that for all time and in the actual course of your lifetime, he might come and nest within you by his Holy Spirit, that he would actually live in you. So wherever you are right now, perhaps you're at your desk at work, taking a walk, driving your car, just sitting on the couch, wherever you are, Jesus of Nazareth, that glorious bearded man who I love to talk about and think about, and so do you, he's right there inside you. You can talk to him within. That's something he prayed for. And of course, he's going to be truthful to that promise between himself and his father. Isn't that unbelievable? But then again, positionally, where is Jesus? In his father. So, When he ascended, when he went back to the throne of heaven, he sort of re-entered the perfection of that relationship in a heavenly way, and yet don't forget, again, positionally, where he is, in you. Again, Jesus prayed, I in them, and you in me. The Father is in him, he is in the Father, we are in him, he is in us, so all of us are commingled in this absolutely overwhelming arrangement. That's your actual human reality today, just as much as the day someday that you die. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't it, again, overwhelming? Well, now let's jump over to 1 John 4, I think one of the greatest chapters in the New Testament. Verse 6, we are God's children. My friends, you are his child You are his son or daughter. At the end of a long day, the Father of Heaven likes to sit down at the head of the table, look across, and see you there. He wants to share his food with you. He wants to share his drink with you. And I think very much most importantly, he wants to share his conversation with you. He wants to have pleasant little chats with you. He wants to hear about your day. He wants to know exactly what's interesting you right now or what's making you deeply anxious. We are God's children. And not just children like perhaps you have. I have children. Well, guess what? I don't live in them and they don't live in me. But remember, John 17, that's our truth. (laughs) 
So it's not a table that we sit at that's made of wood and has four legs. It's a table that's in our hearts. We go inside again to meet with him. Ooh. How about 1 John 4, 13? The guarantee of our living in him and his living in us is the share of his own spirit, which he gives us. Oh, the Holy Spirit is Jesus' spirit. We don't have theologies of the Holy Spirit. That's silly talk. We have the Holy Spirit. We actually woke up this morning possessing the spirit of Jesus. It's in fact the guarantee of our living in him and him living in us. So if you're feeling some sense of disconnect, it's a wrong sense. And if that sense persists, you know what you need to do? Pray for more of his Holy Spirit. In fact, I'd ask for an invasion. Be overwhelmed that this Jesus would actually pray to be one with you and then send the spirit who could make it so. Finally, verse 17 of 1 John 4. We realize that our life in this world is actually his life lived in us. So I don't know what your work is. I don't know what your career looks like. I don't know what your dreams are. I don't know if you're in school or you're retired. I don't know exactly who you are who's listening to this right now. But I can guarantee you one thing. Your life is actually his life lived in you. And I I wonder if you can guess what the most important part of that arrangement is. You not putting your hands on the wheel, not taking control, quote unquote, of your destiny, but actually saying to yourself this morning and every morning, you know what the highest version of this day is? Him, his life, his way having its way in me. So my friend, no matter what kind of day you're in, I want to encourage you to actually go into this day mindfully thinking, Jesus, we are one. I am in fact your child. You have given me your very spirit. And now the opportunity that's afforded to me is actually to live your life. The life that we see in the four gospels, your life, Jesus, May it have its way in me today. My friends, isn't that invigorating? Isn't it exciting to think that he has chosen us to bear all of this? Well, then with great excitement, despite our circumstances, let's go live it. His life lived in us. Thanks for listening.